if you look at bond investors or funds, those who are building a fund on the high yield market, maybe in a specific location, that usually comes with more risk, right? Because if you lend money to a company who is in need of money and maybe the environment like we're going through now, higher interest rates, maybe a recession, then it will, of course, come with a lot of risk. And then you can maybe in a couple of years look back and say, who gave the loans out to the companies who survived and managed to get the cash back? Because I don't know, if the if you hit a recession, a lot of companies will have to default at some point, I guess. Yeah, but that's that's up to the investor to decide. You know, there is a lot of greed out there, uh, Chris. And of course, if you're greedy, why would you invest in the U.S. investment grade market that is paying 6% when you can invest in the high yield corporate bond market that is paying you 9% in yield? You know, definitely you want to receive 6% or 9% yearly. I definitely want to receive 9%, but the problem is that to get that 300 basis points pick up, uh, you have uh, really to trust uh, that uh, the household card is not going to fall. And it's also, if you look at that, it's just a horror story always, the, the US crash with the junk bonds, etc. Or do you think you will see that again in the future in a different structure, etc.? It's very hard to see what is coming. But uh, we can definitely talk to about what we have seen in the past year. And what we have seen, we've seen uh, a banking crisis some, somehow uh, in, uh, in the UK uh, during the mini budget crisis in September, because uh, with rising interest rates, a lot of uh, derivative positions, uh, um, you know, triggered margin calls and a lot of uh, pension funds uh, didn't have the money, the cash to cover it up. Uh, we have seen the SVB crisis in March in uh, in the US. So it would be naive to think that uh, nothing else is coming, right? Um, so, and that's why I go back to to what we were, <laughs> to what I've been saying since the beginning of uh, the call, you know, like you want to be as conservative as you can. It's true um, that uh, you might not outperform market. Uh, look at those people that were expecting a crisis last year and uh, the, the stock market, uh, you know, the NASDAQ uh, went uh, basically like exploded. <laughs> but um, but uh, it's, uh, it's, it was uh, unforeseeable and uh, it's very hard to make uh, those uh, uh, decisions uh, in a rational uh, way. What is rational right now is uh, to understand that uh, we are in an unprecedented uh, kind of uh, interest rate environment. We didn't see this uh, since 2007. Uh, in 2007, that was followed uh, by uh, a very deep crisis. If we look at other environments, when the Federal Reserve has hiked, not only Federal Reserve, but also the ECB, We've seen that everything has, fall, has, has been followed by some sort of crisis, uh, and uh, definitely this is going to come again. But uh, does that mean that then, because at a certain point in the future, uh, central banks are going to cut rates, which they will, you know, the problem is when, right? Does that mean that I have to go and buy my Austria Centurion bond <laughs> Uh, probably not, because uh, we have seen uh, that right now the, the position of central banks uh, is to put 
pressure on the economy. And uh, until that is in, um, in, in uh, a place, um, my appetite uh, to increase duration risk uh, is not strong, but it will become strong. And it will be in the, in the, I tell you, last week, it was tempting to enter 10-year U.S. Treasuries at 4.8%. Um, there has been the 30-year U.S. Treasuries at 5%. Amazing levels. Amazing levels, not only for speculators, but also for buy and hold uh, uh, pension fund kind of uh, uh, investors that they want to secure, you know, like solid yield, uh, risk-free for the next uh, 30 years. It made absolute uh, sense. The rally this week, you know, a correction after the sell-off we have seen, it's absolutely um, understandable. Uh, my question is, uh, can it last? Can it last? Obviously, it's helped by what is happening in the Middle East. Um, yes, it could last, but, uh, you know, like I want to see that CPI print going lower, um, even though it, there is a, a war in the Middle East, because war means uh, higher inflation, but also means bigger spending. And bigger spending comes with a more bond issuance. So both of them are bearish for bonds. But I think you you summary is spot on. And also when you're talking about these returns you can lock in, there are sort of unprecedented looking 10 years back, you know. So maybe people should realize what a good opportunity is when it comes around. Uh just some some fun questions to end the conversation with because one of my favorite reports uh comes from Saxo every year and it's about outrageous predictions. I know you can't share what's going to be there, but can you tell a bit about the report, uh, why it is important to think uh, scenarios that may not happen, but like you said, you need to also uh, expect unexpected at times. So can you just explain a bit how that report works and when it will be out? It will be out. Uh, normally it's out in December, beginning of December, and uh, we are currently uh, working on it. No spoilers, because I cannot. <laughs> but uh, the, the reason why we produce it every year, and we are quite proud about it, is that uh, we put forward some uh, scenarios that uh, investors will be outraged with. You know, they would never position for them to appear but uh, somehow in history showed that uh, they might happen like for example brexit um it was one of uh, the team's outrageous predictions uh, in 2016 i believe uh, that or before 2015 obviously because uh, if brexit was 2016 but um it's just a brainstorming to understand uh, um, not brainstorming, it's just a different way to look at markets and to understand that uh, the rug can be pulled uh, out from our feet any time in the future. So um, one can feel strongly about their Austria Centurion bonds and this week is going to be like a perfect uh, uh, investment to hold. Uh, but uh, when that goes the other way, it can go fairly quickly. And it's not only, I'm so sorry, I think that I have been, <laughs> I've been uh, bothering all the people uh, holding uh, this bond. Uh, it's not about the Austria Centurion bond, uh, but uh, it, it's about all investments. Uh, like, for example, uh, uh, you know, bull flattening, bull steepening, uh, bear, you know, like all this kind of positioning. Uh, 
um, you can, it's very easy as an investor to enter into the market and start to love that position. You know, like maybe the best uh, way to describe it uh, or the, mis- the best comparison is uh, to look at Tesla and think about all those people holding Tesla. They love their Tesla, right? And, uh, but uh, realistically, there has been ups and downs even there. So, you know, don't, uh, don't get to love your investments. Don't love things that they don't give you back love. <laughs> That's the main thing. It's important to look at them objectively and yeah. to understand that anything is possible and things can change from one day to the other, exactly as it happened this week with the war in the Middle East. Well, that's the perfect ending. Thank you, Christopher, for inviting me in. If you like this episode and the content we produce, head over to my YouTube channel. Just type in Christopher Vonheim. See you next time. All opinions expressed by Christopher Vonheim or his guests on this podcast are only their opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Vonheim. You should not treat any opinion expressed by Christopher Vonheim as a specific reason to invest or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of his opinion. This podcast is for informational purposes only.